I'm Charlie Chen. Today's podcast is episode three of our four-part series on media and popular culture. Today we will be discussing Marshall McLuhan and his idea that the medium is the message. And we will be considering which social media tool is best and why. Before we continue, I would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the ancestral and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Mosher McLuhan was a Canadian philosopher who lived from 1911 until 1980. According to Wikipedia, he coined the expression, the medium is the message, the term global village, and predicted the World Wide Web almost 30 years before it was invented. McLuhan was a media theorist and wrote extensively on English literature, as well as media and communications theory. He is most famous for his theory of the medium is the message, which he first published in his 1964 book, Understanding Media, the Extensions of Man and then developed into a book of its own, where the title got morphed into The Medium is the Massage, apparently because of a publisher error that McLuhan liked and kept, possibly because massage is a combination of the words mass and age. The medium is the message, means that the medium through which we choose to communicate holds as much, if not more value, than the message itself. The character of the communication medium itself is a message which can be easily overlooked, as more attention is paid to the content of the medium, which is more easily grasped. In other words, the technology delivering the message inherently changes how we communicate, and, in so doing, alters or even overpowers the message. The way an audience interprets, understands, and engages with content is influenced heavily by the platform you're using and how you're using it. McLuhan illustrates his theory by going back in time, referring to a pre-written word society where knowledge was shared and passed on strictly through oral transmission of data. The difference between that culture and one that can rely on a written technology is substantial. When we no longer rely on our memories, our ability to remember things diminishes. It's not just about losing that ability. Being able to rely on text rather than memory also affects our ability to categorize knowledge and to think sequentially and logically, which you might be able to argue has been a point of dumbing down of our society. Last year at New York City's Met Gala, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wore a white dress with bright red writing that broadcast a message loud and clear, tax the rich. She posted on Instagram afterwards, the medium is the message, the time is now for childcare, healthcare, and climate action for all. This was a follow-up to a pre-even interview where she said, 
we must always continue to push ourselves, push our colleagues, push the culture, and push the country forward. Fashion is changing, America is changing. In this case, the medium was a woman, powerful in politics, but also part of a visible minority group, wearing a white dress designed by a black female designer who started a clothing brand in Brooklyn and who founded the 15% Pledge Initiative, which calls on big corporations to devote 15% of their shelf space to black-owned businesses and suppliers. The big red painted letters certainly were a message, but AOC's point is that an even more significant message is the medium by which she carried that message, and with her presence itself at that high-profile event. In the last episode, we talked about Marianne Wolfe and her work on the neuroscience of the reading brain on books and the reading brain online. Our brains have created the connections that we need in order to interpret visual cues as language. This part of our brains is plastic, which means that it is a new circuit that has been created by connecting older parts of the brain. Since we have started reading online, for some people almost exclusively, Our brains have changed because we read differently when we read online versus reading in print. The circuits in our brains have changed because the way we're reading has changed. In other words, the circuits in our brain reflect the medium because the medium creates the circuit. Maybe McLuhan needs a new slogan like, the medium creates the brain circuit. Let's consider for a moment the social media platforms where we are spending so much of our time nowadays. Which one is best and why? In order to figure out which one is best, let's look at a few different angles. Total number of users, demographic range, versatility, and the ability to communicate with other users. When it comes to total users, Facebook comes out on top at 2.9 billion monthly active users, followed by YouTube, WhatsApp, Instagram, and WeChat. Twitter is ranked 15th at 436 million monthly active users. Regardless of demographic range, Facebook has an advantage as the largest social media site in the world. However, it has developed a negative reputation among users under age 40, who are instead turning to other sites. Instagram's target audience is under age 40, though it does only have half the monthly active users that Facebook has. YouTube has the broadest demographic range, as its users range from children to mature adults who are looking for educational or entertaining video content. When it comes to versatility, some sites can still be popular even with a narrower focus. For example, TikTok has over 800 million monthly users, making it a top social media platform. However, the content on TikTok is mainly short-form videos, and it's mainly for entertainment purposes. Another successful but narrowly focused social bookmarking tool is Pinterest, where people pin themed ideas and develop creative inspiration. This site mainly caters to millennials, and 80% of users are women. Social media platforms with the most versatility include Instagram, where you can post photos and videos, Facebook, 
where you can post images, short videos, and interactive content including live streams and polls. to communicate with other users is a very important component of a social media platform. YouTube and Pinterest do not allow users to communicate with each other. Facebook does, Instagram does, WhatsApp and WeChat both do. All things considered, I'm going to crown Facebook as the best social media platform. Facebook has the most users worldwide, allows users to communicate with other users, has a broad demographic and is highly versatile in the way that users can post and share content. There are many amazing social media platforms, but since I have to choose just one, Facebook is the clear winner from the comparison of all my categories. Social media is a big part of our lives. As a type of media, it has its own message. In his book, Understanding Media, The Extensions of Man, McLuhan quotes psychologist Carl Jung. This quote resonated with me very deeply as I feel like this quote is very appropriate to this context. Listen and see if you agree that his comment on slavery in ancient Rome is a creepy reflection of social media today. Every Roman was surrounded by slaves. The slave and his psychology flooded ancient Italy, and every Roman became inwardly, and of course unwittingly, a slave. Because living constantly in the atmosphere of slaves, he became infected through the unconscious with their psychology. No one can shield himself from such an influence. To me, this is exactly what has happened with social media. We all have a slave mentality with social media as our master. Have you ever misplaced your cell phone and felt that wave of panic? That is because your cell phone is now an integral extension of you as a person, just as McLuhan described, extensions of man. I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. Stay tuned for our last episode of our four-part series on media and popular culture, when we will answer the question, who knows you better, Google or your next-door neighbor? <laughs>